Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We're your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial, and Sigilite of the FLG. And I'm Seth, the Mad Doctor, competitive correspondent. Kicker, how have you been doing, bud? First of all, I want to say I missed you, Seth. It was it was a hard week last week without you. I don't know how I could run the show. I couldn't run the show. It was a total mess. But but uh, luckily, I had uh, Tech Free Sticky there covering for you. Yeah. Uh, dude, I was at the beach. I didn't get sunburn, which is a first because I almost always burn at the beach. Um, I was thinking about bringing my hobby stuff to go to the beach. But, um, I, you know, it's, yeah. it's not yeah. worth it because you want to bring way more paints and you're only there for, you know, you're only going to have a couple hours. So do you ever yeah. travel with hobby stuff like to actually paint and stuff? If, have you ever if I've done about like work travel? where i know i'm gonna have like evenings in a hotel with nothing to do i will yeah. but you know, it's just like I, you gotta bring all you i can't just bring like three paints i want to bring all yeah. my paints and the next thing i know i need a whole nother suitcase just for my crap uh, yeah, no. but i did get home on monday and can we show my hobby progress can we show this i finished look at this let's let's bring this down by the way if you are listening to signals from the front line you should be watching we are live every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time where you can join in our live chat because guess what you want to be part of the live chat seth is monitoring it we take your questions and and we love you guys so so should so, so jump on in in the chat do we have the uh the happy progress photo here he's working on it he's working on it he's working on it we will we will i have been working on my eldar eldari and i absolutely love oh, them there we, go. there we go boom right there gorgeous so i uh, they're my dire avengers they are finished they have uh, the scourge helmets and like they them. have the bodies of the corsairs there's not a single dire avenger bit in there but i'm calling them dire avengers so, so leave me alone so seth what have you been up to i know you've been traveling yeah, and, yeah, was, and whatnot i was off in alaska um you know it, it was a great trip um, I think yeah, I sent you guys some pictures and you put them on the show last week, actually. But fantastic trip. Definitely will do it again. Um, did you see I a came, bear? Did you see a bear? I did not see any bears, but I saw lots of other wildlife. I saw a lot of humpback whales, a lot of porpoise, um, caught some fish, oh. saw some eagles. You know, good time. Caught saw some otters. Dude, otters running around. All you need in life is an otter. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's all you need, really. Yep. Um, I, I I don't know how else shows up on camera, but uh, I I hustled to do some some hobbying, and I almost <laughs> cut the tip of my finger Jeez. off. Jeez. Um, and so I had to go get a bunch of sutures uh, put back together. Um, and, and this was all so I could finish a few works for Charity Hammer, which uh, sadly I'm not able to go to Aww. this year because I ended up catching COVID. I'm fine. Um, my wife's fine. She's actually over it now. But, um, you know, the safe thing is I can't travel. But I did manage to finish Look painting up. those beautiful uh, orcs. Oh, that dude. is a orc mecha dread and a Forge World mech boss buzzgob. All painted <laughs> up uh, for the worst orc list possible. Hey, for Seth, their, their people can't party. see me, but they can hear me. Which of those models did you uh, stab yourself on? Uh, it would be the, the big mech was the one that I bled for. Yes. And, and bless Stab is a blood. strong term. Uh, sliced is more of what I did. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Thank so, you, Tech uh, Priest Dicky, for, no for I, we need to acknowledge I, these. I, these I, I am thankful for the nurses at the ER that were like, oh, yeah, we'll just suture you back together. And I was like, some, thank you. Some would That's say blood for the blood god. <laughs> you know, you know, um, I think there's going to be some more blood for the blood god in the near future, so don't worry about that. But um, <laughs> chat asks, uh, Sindri Tepek says, did I go halibut fishing? Yes, I did, and I actually got the halibut shipped back. I have 12 pounds of halibut. Are you serious? Now. Yep. 12 oh, nice. Uh, what do you explain to me, Seth, what you told me before the, you know, we went live, the the, yeah. the workout that you got just to reel yeah, so I, I've, I've been fishing for other fishes, like fisheries before. Fishes. Um, and it's it's a it's a jigging style which you basically put your bait on the bottom and you you lift it up and down a few feet except that the bottom was 180 feet which isn't horribly deep but because of the current we put 40 ounce sinkers on our lines um which is a lot to lift at 180 feet and then like caught like a 16 pound halibut and like had to fight that thing up off the bottom so uh my arm was pretty damn tired when that one was done but I'm, I'm yeah if you're it. listening to our show right now you're really missing out seeing you know buff seth right now yeah. he is just yeah look at that boom you know, all muscle right now all oh, muscle oh, what's that? Oh, we have a surprise guest behind the curtain <laughs> Pay no attention. We'll see him later. Sorry, uh, guys. Um, let's, get into the let's, jump in, let's jump in really fast into the GW product releases. There has not been that many things, but we got to talk about what came out last week, which were all the new paints. There was a bunch of new contrast paints, which are fine and dandy. You know, a lot of new color shades. That that's wonderful. But I think what's really interesting is the new shades. The new. I think there's four, five, six new shades, and yeah. one of them is a, a, I guess, a gray shade that basically work perfectly for white. Did you see that shade, Seth? I, yeah, I saw them. I'm, I'm very interested in them because, you know, I, I messed around with the speed paints there, yeah. you know, 
a couple of weeks ago or maybe a month ago. So I'm definitely interested in trying more products like that. So I'm interested to see more tones coming out and kind of that yeah. that type well, of and, and to be able to shade white. Like I know there's a contrast, but this 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 shade just it looks <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to try that out. And then there is finally, finally, can we say finally a good uh, spray can of white that GW yes. they've been uh, plagued by by bad white spray. So, so that's exciting. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, they're hyping it up a lot. Um, proof will be in the pudding. And as soon as those hit the shelves, I will be bottle, uh, buying a bottle and testing it out because I would love a good spray can of white yeah. paint. I, I specifically need you to an, analyze the taste of the paint. <laughs> I don't eat paint. What are you saying? Uh, okay. We all the brush, okay. <laughs> I, I will, I will, I will, I will try some paint for for the show. Okay. More importantly than paint, the only thing that could possibly be more important than paint are the squats. Yes, the the squats, the Legion of Voltan or whatever uh, they're called, they've got their full infantry kit released. They are gorgeous. Before I was like, no, these are not my thing, and now I'm like, these things are awesome. I really like the, uh, I guess the visored helmeted head that really spoke to me. Um, more importantly, though, if you look at it, this looks like it's going to be a kill team release. This is purely speculation. I really have no insider information on this. But if you look at all the weapons that this new kit has, it looks like it's going to be a kill team release. There's your sniper. There's your comm expert. There's your guy with the close combat weapons. Oh, there's there's the photos right there. Yeah. So if I had to get, guess, you know, I would take a bet on yeah. this. I mean, I it, it very it seems kind of a, you know loadout wise similar yeah. to the uh, the commando box. The commandos, from the board, yeah. Team. But they did eventually release that box as a separate kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see if this is going to be your 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 basic infantry squad or some sort of elite infantry squad with all the options or, or whatnot. But most likely, it will probably get released as a kill team box set to start. Lady dwarfs too. Yes, there are lady dwarfs. There's dwarfs with sunglasses. Uh, you, you know all the cool weapon loadout. Uh, there's like a giant plasma machine gun thing. I don't know. Also, good stuff there. So. Let's talk about some new rules. Seth, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that got released today. But before we talk about that, take it away with chaos. Let's give you like a 30-second chaos bump. What happened so with chaos? Chaos is happening. There it's we go. It's going to yes. be interesting. Mm -hmm. Abaddon seems real good. Yeah. Real good. And then their, right. um, their kind of monofaction trait is a spin on like Space Marine doctrines, which makes sense. You know, chaos Space Marines are not too dissimilar from Space Marines, like concept-wise. So um, Marine... Regular Marines were getting additional AP. Yeah. They gave basically the same uh, sets of weapons, uh, sixes to hit, explode. Um, and that move changes throughout the turns. Um, and I believe I've read that uh, Black Legion should be getting buffs where they explode on fives. Oh, that's um, really good. That, yeah. that sounds like there's going to be some some pretty strong combos coming out of that. I'm excited to see that. Um yeah, I think I think we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, Abaddon running around the table. Uh, he's going to be at the Gilliman of Chaos, and <laughs> I hate Gilliman, which means I will have to eat Abaddon as well. Of course. Also, okay. with the way you know, jumping ahead to the way things have changed with Nephilim, um, I believe uh, he is a supreme commander. So having the ability to take him in a in a slot in another detachment that's free doesn't that doesn't cost you cp is going to be also a really big, big thing that's a big thing and of yep. course today guys wednesday was the big release of the points we'll be talking about that later in the show but yes there's a lot of ooey gooey gushy stuff to talk about there seth will lead that conversation let's jump into the frontline gaming news just regarding the the products the las vegas team tournament bundle is still out we still have a couple tickets left for those the bundle for the las vegas team tournament includes your ticket to play it includes your room, two rooms for three nights at the venue, but also it has those really cool objective markers. Remember, you get these custom objective markers for each team member so you can get your, your team's logo on there. They're not Las Vegas team tournament markers. They're literally your team's your logo. logo on there, yes. which is just so freaking cool. Um, if you want to get them, there's a cool little link in our show notes you can use to help, you know, kick yeah. back a few dollars to set them up. Yeah. Or anything else that you guys want to, you know, if you're buying on Frontline Gaming, any event tickets, uh, products. Product, uh, you know, FLG product, GW product, all that. So if you use that link, it helps us here on the show. Um, you know, we're a volunteer crew that does this show. So uh, any any support is very much appreciated. Thank you, guys. Uh, and remember, the Las Vegas team tournament is September 24th through the 25th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, okay, let's get to the really fun stuff, guys. 
Las Vegas Open 2023. It sold out faster this year than it has ever sold out before. All 40K tickets, not just the packages, all 40K tickets, champs. Pa- and, and how many total tickets was that kicker? Let's- okay, so so we have over a thousand tickets for the 40K champs tickets sold out. Now, the, the, the limiting factor here is, is twofold. One is space and the other is terrain. We yep. have enough terrain right now to for 1,024 players to play and all those tickets like completely sold out. There is... Nothing we can do about that. Now we are well. We are trying to make more terrain, right? And there mm-hmm. will likely be a few people that drop. So some more tickets will be added, and there is no wait list. You got to sign up for notifications on the website. There's a little button right there. Go to the ticket page and just say sign up for notifications. You'll get a text message or an email as soon as tickets get added to the cart. Uh, that is the only way you jump on them because I'm sure there's more than one person going to be hitting yeah. that notification button. I've already been bombarded with people saying, I want to, I didn't get my 40K ticket. You know, I missed out. I'm like, and they're like complaining. Uh, it's it's only been like a week and, and I'm, I'm sorry, guys, it's sold out. Uh, but yeah. it's also for Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar sold out. Star Wars Legion sold yeah. out. So so that's good. It's exciting. LVO 2023 is going to be massive. Oh, um, oh, kicker oh, oh wait, we got something in back. What is going on? That was, uh, that looked like our puppet there. Uh, yes, that was our... Uh, that was our world eater, world eater character. There, I'm. I have no idea what's going on with this action today. There's the. <laughs> I'm so confused. Oh, oh, um, I'm, having, I'm having a day. I'm having a We're day, having a guys. Day. All, right, all right, all right, all right. Like things Thank happen. Are the nails? Are the nails singing? The nails are just humming. They're just humming. They, oh, my you, puppet's tech, smiling again. Why? I'm not yeah, supposed to smile. Yeah, oh, you're not supposed to smile. Tech Priest Dicky bringing yep. out all the weird stuff today. Yep. All right. Um, let's jump into even more important than – well, not more important, but equally as important is the is the 40K, uh, the, the LVO paint and hobby classes. They went live today, and we have some exciting news. Can we share the the little video right here, please? Can we oh, go to that? Oh, this video? Yo, dog, Kenny Boucher here. Next level painting. Hitting you up with the literal best of all news. I'll be at LVO 2023 doing my first ever IRL painting seminar. We'll be showcasing the 101 curriculum and doing some live streams. So come by and say hi and check out those tickets. So yes, guys, that is Kenny Boucher of Next Level Painting and the Long War Podcast. He will not only be teaching an amazing class on Saturday, and he's got this really cool Kenny's curated swag bag of a bunch of really sweet stuff that he's he's sourcing, I guess. I don't even know what it is, but it's a pile of um, It's paint and, and all sorts of things. So he's got his class on Saturday. But then he's also going to be teaching, uh, hosting a live stream all day Friday. And if you look on our website right now, you can see some of the big names that are going to be at the LBO, and they will all be hopping in and on, uh, hopping on the LBO live stream all day. So the LBO uh, will have the 40k champ stream as well as the LBO hobby stream on Friday. So so check that out. Yeah. And in other news, we don't just have Kenny and Andy and a bunch of these other amazing painters coming, but we also have this guy. Let's let's go to this yeah. video. Who is this guy, Kicker? Hey everybody, we are really excited to announce that we are going to be attending the Las Vegas Open in January 2023 and we're especially excited because it's our first foreign trip as the Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy and we're going to be there doing some painting seminars, we're going to be judging some painting contests and we're even going to join in some games too, so we really hope that we see you there. Holy okay. Emperor Duncan Rhodes! <laughs> yes, dude, Duncan Rhodes. This was a lot of uh, a lot of work to make this happen, but we're really stoked to have Duncan. This is his first time coming to the USA to teach classes uh, with his new academy. So, so we're really, really excited about yeah. that. And and, and what's important here is that we set up the schedule so that you, yes, you, the 40k player, the 30k player, the guy that normally can't go to any hobby, hobby classes, can finally go to some of this stuff. Thursday night, that's the GW preview night, the night that we have the uh, exhibitor hall open for the special deals. Thursday night, you can go to one of Duncan's seminars. It's it's kind of a – the idea is like a, a mass appeal seminar that a lot of people yeah. go and hang out with him. And then on Sunday, so if you don't make the 40K finals, on Sunday in the afternoon, he's teaching a class on how to paint uh, squads. So that's kind of like targeting the the 40K player that wants to go and hang out with him. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, you know, we're really, really excited to have these guys. Um. I, I don't know. Just get your ticket now because they went live literally about four hours just, ago. Just, so. like, just like uh, the the event tickets, um, 
they're going to sell out fast. And FLG, I'm not saying this as a guy that helps out on the network. I'm saying this as a customer of theirs for years. They have a robust refund policy. You can check the yeah. refund dates online. So if you think you're going to go, snag the ticket now. And then if life happens and you can't do it, you can usually get a refund. I think, don't quote yeah. me on this, but I want to say the, like, the listed refund date was up until late November. Yeah, I think it's late November. And and guys, all the painting classes, okay, all but the seminar on Thursday are are small group classes, you know, capped out, yeah. you know, uh, to keep them really a personal experience. You, you're you're in a class with Duncan. You're going to get to meet Duncan. He's going to be right there in your face. So 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 just know that these tickets, when they're gone, they're gone, and, and you're missing out on a cool opportunity. So if you're even thinking about it, get your ticket. Uh, you can always refund it later up until the date, of course. Oh, uh, Seth, I guess it's important that we mention one other thing, Lone Star Open, which is happening next. It's our next big frontline gaming event. It's happening in July. Uh, the room block totally sold out and I begged and I pleaded and they added a few more rooms to it. Um, I don't, I mean, I, as of yesterday, there were some rooms, but I mean, we're talking in single digits. So if you want a room at the Lone Star Open to stay on site, which, which you do, because it's really affordable. And this is one of the best hotels that we host, uh, you know, events at, um, and there's going to be over, we've already over 200 uh, players for 40K, you know, Legion is, is sold out. Um, so yeah, MCP is also going to be like looking legit there. So if you're even thinking about Lone Star Open, you want to stay on site, get your room now. Seth, let's talk about the FLGN. What's happening there? Uh, we will. I'm going to pop the chat real quick though. Crip Shadow asks, uh, new to the hobby, is the LVO always in September? Uh, the Las Vegas team tournament is in September. Yes. Crip Shadow, LVO is in January. But basically the FLG events are in the same time frame every year. It might not be the exact date, but it's usually down to the same weekend every year right yeah and lvo is always in january because it is the season finale for the itc that's where we crown uh crown the 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 winners for the season yep and usually knock on wood usually kicker you publish like you know this year's dates you know tw beginning of 2023 you're going to publish here's most yeah. of our dates for 2023 so you can yeah. make travel plans and that kind of stuff yeah we plan um, in september so, or october releasing the I'm, entire i'm guessing Trip shadow is asking because of some sort of like i need to put in you know leave pto or something yeah. in advance and i i am also in that category uh yeah. Crip shadow where i have to like play in my life like a year and a half in advance sometimes <laughs> tell um, them that it's 40k you gotta yeah, be so knowing knowing like okay third weekend of january is usually or like you know that's what i gotta target you know that that helps out a lot so anyway um flgn news uh so i've, I've been away from from the flgn for for like a, a week and a half um we had a lot of episodes of kill zones come out which is really cool to see um i'm really glad that that, that podcast is doing well so if you want to check that out uh give it a listen get your kill team fix there um Chapter Tactics has been uh, grinding away, doing the Lord's work. Um, and then Grim After Dark, uh, they had uh, the War Mistress on oh, uh, this cool. past week, um, which was a pretty cool episode. They were short a Danny, which is understandable. Um, you know, he can only do so much. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, that, that, they're both running off that Alaskan that internet Alaskan right now. Internet, man. And, and that moose gets real tired trying to move all that data. So um, we'll, we'll wrap that up. We'll move into our main segment. Um, you might have already seen him earlier. The man behind the curtain. Let's bring him on. Uh, Red Pal, uh, official leader of the Army Esports team. Uh, how you oh, doing? Go. Hey, Red. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. No, thank you, man. Thank you. Well, well first, I, I got to ask because this is my required question for all guests of the show. What is your favorite sugary breakfast cereal? And if you say granola, we will immediately kick you off the show permanently. Move on to the next thing. Yeah. No, it's, you know, I, I, and I've heard that asked before. Uh, I'm, I, <laughs> You've thought about it? Well, I mean, I've heard you ask others before. <laughs> and so make sure that I had this one already planned out. All right, well done. It's pretty easy because I, I keep it at my parents' place whenever I go back there. So that's why I have breakfast. But uh, Reese's Puffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That is always a solid I feel like you can just munch on those at any oh, point. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it passes the test, right? When you can eat it dry, you know, just, just as a dessert. That's that's the way yeah. to go, man. Well, that's okay. Sad. We can be friends. Uh, glad to have you on the show, uh, Red. I guess I have to ask – well, Seth, do you want to give a little background on Red before we jump into asking questions? Maybe his his, his legacy. Yeah, tell us, tell us about, uh, you know, how, how long you've been in the game. Um, how did you incorporate the game into part of your job? I think that because would be Because you – correct me if I'm wrong, Red, but you are, I guess, the fearless leader of the Army eSports team, right? Yeah, so, so yeah, there, there's some pretty clear delineations. Yeah, I am cool. I am the team captain, team manager of the U.S. Army Esports 40K okay. tabletop wargaming team. Cool. And so we've spread beyond just 40K. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we go into a lot of tabletop wargaming aspects. 
but and that is a, a additional duty, and it's something I've been fortunate enough to do for the last few years, actually. Cool. Uh, I've been in the Army now. I just hit 17 years. Oh, wow. Jeez. I've been playing 40K. Arguably, I, I my first hands-on experience with 40K was opening the uh, Dark Eldar versus Black Templar box set, which yes, is third edition. Yes. yes. Um, and so I didn't, I wasn't really playing back then. I was just, you know, I was trying to figure out what this thing was as I was introduced to it and really got into it about fifth edition, uh, where I started to play um, with uh, really, unfortunately, Demon Hunters Grey Knights was my first one. And that was a steep climb for someone just getting into the game at that time. Yeah. At, at that time. But uh, I, from there, I've expanded Blood Angels, Space Marines, you know, and, and now it's easier for me to say what armies I don't have um, <laughs> at, at this point. But I have been, uh, you know, for, for those that, that may have followed me on uh, Forge the Narrative, which is the podcast mm-hmm. usually on with, you know, with, with Tanya, War Mistress, right, um, and Paul Murphy and Adam Camilleri. Um, that is, I've been hard this year with Tanith. My yeah. my Gaunt's Ghost have been my passion this year. Uh, previous years, I played, uh, I was the number one Corn in ITC a couple years ago. I was the number one Necrons the year before that. Uh, so I've had a pretty good run. I've enjoyed playing lots of different factions and, and really. Yeah, I think you've definitely got the the widest range of armies mm-hmm. that we've ever, you know, from some, a single person that we've ever had on the show. I, I have to ask, because you say you've been playing Tanith, well, Guard right now. Um are there a lot of army guys that lean towards the Imperial Guard or Astra Militarum because of the natural, you know, I guess, resemblance in, in many ways? I think so. I mean, I think absolutely. I think there's an inclination for us to, to play into that. A lot of it speaks to us in certain regards, you know, between the infantry platoons to company commanders to tanks, tank commanders, um, artillery. I think you'll you'll see a lot of, of people that, that – understand where that's coming from and, and the vibe that goes to it. Now, of course, there's a much darker uh, gloom, I would say, on the entire 40K aspect yeah. and uh, what some of us might take from our own jobs or our own professions because, I mean, I, I, I love my job. It is not something that I find myself pressed into by any means, nor am I one amongst a million that's just going to go into yeah. the breach in that same regard. <laughs> Uh, that the Imperial Guard might, or Astra Militarum as they are now. But, uh, you know, there is a lot. Uh, Gaunt's Ghost is, is an excellent, even for fiction, is an excellent read, in my opinion, on leadership and uh, army living in a lot of cases. And so I, I've, I've always appreciated Dan Abnett's writing, and I've always appreciated uh, where it's gone. And the ability to play Gaunt's Ghost has really been a dream of mine for so long. So I've been really happy. To I, so I have you, to ask, you, you say feffing in real life? <laughs> you say feffing in real life? No, I don't. I don't say feffing. No, this I don't. Is, say give feffing. a little background what feffing is, because not everyone is a diehard Gaunt's Ghost fan. Like Feth, you and yeah, I. That, is, that is a Gaunt's Ghost. That's a Tanith curse word. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy well, that. So, so you're, you're playing, I guess, an infantry based army, because I mean, you're playing Tanith. I'm assuming quite a few infantry in your, your army. I mean, does that correlate with what your 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 day job is? What is your I guess rank or or what what any what is your what do you do when you're not playing with your toy soldiers? Like, are you an infantry guy at heart or what's your, what's your? So I initially I initially enlisted. I was in military intelligence when I enlisted okay. back in 2005, um, and then I commissioned as an armor officer. And so armor splits in two veins. There's the scouts and there's the tanks. And I've lived both avenues of that and deployed under both avenues of that. And so I've had a pretty broad experience uh, in that regard. And so with that, I've been able to enjoy uh, from being with infantry and being on the ground, uh, walking most of it. Uh, And then later in my my military profession, I then was on tanks as a tank company commander. So I've, I've got to see a lot of it. And so with that and transitioning to the tabletop and the wargaming experience, uh, there's definitely some uh, translation from those experiences to the tabletop wargaming. And that's where when you look at it and what we're doing, there's so much to this and it's such a great hobby to be able to experience it. For those of us that, that have lived the profession or, or even you know, served for those that, that served their initial commitment of four years and the obligation there, being able to take it and put it into a hobby really helps bring out a lot of the, the 
fun aspects that go into it and maneuvering and tabletop. Is it realistic though? Are you learning strategy by, I mean, like, I'm sorry, I'm so naive, but when we're playing with, when we're playing with, you know, Eldar and Necrons and, and moving these toy soldiers, is there an element of realism in terms of, is this applicable to your day job? Can you use strategy from your day job in Warhammer and vice versa? Or Absolutely. Yes. The, the cool. short answer is yes. Cool. Now, wargaming is used for many purposes, right? It's it's a tool. It's an instrument. Yeah. Uh, for us, in this case, and what we're talking about largely, it's a hobby, and it's something we do for fun. Uh, wargaming can be used for education. It cool. can be used for training. It can be used to proof a plan, right? When you're planning and you're going in the military, there is a wargaming process. It's not nearly as fun as putting, you know, Necrons or Corn Berserkers on the <laughs> But there is a process to it, and it is used for a purpose. And I absolutely think that the hobby and fun aspect of war, uh, of Warhammer and other tabletop war games is a great avenue to getting people into the, the mindset where you can make it educational. How many cases you know, do you go into a, a, an experience, whether that's a tournament or just playing games with friends, that you come away from it having learned something? And a lot of cases, what's nice and, and helpful is with the military, we have some professional vernacular that we can place upon the game to make it a little more of a system and a process. So when you're talking about it, you know, and, and you've heard some of these great people uh, that, that play this game. I mean, listening to yourselves, even on Frontline Gaming, talking about tactics and, and how you go into it and what's good and why it's good. The, the, the science behind wargaming, right? It has a process and you have to learn it. You have to be exposed to it. And one of the ways to train is through this by, by I mean, just talking about it and engaging. So it's, it's an awesome exercise. I highly recommend it in so many uses. To be fair, I will end that with nothing replaces real experience. Yeah. And so yeah. while wargaming is great, I'm not going to say that if you only do this, you know, will yeah. it carry you? It's only going to go so far. Real experience will always sink it in. Um, but wargaming is an excellent, awesome, great way to supplement that experience. Cool, man. Cool. I, I, I'm curious. So obviously, there's a lot of um, benefits to playing Warhammer for, for for military folks. But like, is that how you got the job? How did how did you know the U.S. Army decide to I guess get involved with Warhammer and create a an esports division? I guess like how did you pitch it to them? Did they come to you? You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I one of those things like I wish it was my idea. I'm yeah. sure plenty of us sat around and said, man, it'd be awesome if we could do this. You know, as part of what we do. So, so again, this is an additional duty for me, and the, the whole team at, for the Warhammer team is at large. So, all of them have their jobs, their what they do for the military, and then this is what they do on top of it. But yeah. to be real, we're doing it anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be going to the events. I'm going to be getting out there. The uh, army and and its approach. Uh, I mean, it's published. It's a whole thing. Army 2020 People Strategy, right? It realized it got on board with recognizing that. People play, <laughs> no surprise, people play games. They play video games. They play tabletop war games. They, they do this. And the army should go where people it, 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 We, I mean, you know, we've, we've been to the same events. We've yeah. shaken hands. We've seen each other, right? We're all part of the same community. Just because we're army doesn't mean that we can't be part of the same community. And so it's a, it's a community outreach program, really, that, that gets us out here and allows us to play. And so that's why when it comes down to it, I was fortunate. Uh, Raymond Fain, if anybody knows him, uh, you know, he's, he's out of, uh, or he was at the time, out of the Fort Benning area. And he reached out to me several years ago and said, hey, Army Esports is kicking off. And I know somebody, Esports is going to bring on tabletop wargaming and 40K is it. And I was very lucky that he brought me in and fortunate to bring me in. And then after a year, he, I mean, as it happens, he had some very serious business he had to take care of, and he had to step away from the wargaming scene for a bit. And uh, he, I, I was fortunate enough, he handed, you know, handed over to me the the mantle of team captain. And I've had it since, and we we went from a team of eight people to now a team of over sixty people. Jeez, and, and, I'll, and, I, and I'll tell you, man, I'm I mean, I am the events manager for Frontline Gaming. I'm at every single Frontline Gaming event, and there's always a uh, an a presence there of the army. Yeah, like, yeah. They're always there, and they're always the guys that are willing to help clean up or unload a truck if they're there they they walk in and they see us like struggling to unload a truck and without word they're there like usually we have to like ask or or something you know they're so um every army sports guy is very confident 
and just walking straight up and saying, oh, these people are clearly struggling. Let me help. You know, and, and I love that. Like it is a it, it, it's 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 really welcome, but it, it's so nice that we don't even have to ask. They just come in and immediately start unloading. And, and so, yeah, no, thank you for that. But it is really cool, though. I mean, at first there was just a few guys and now every single one of our frontline game events, there's at least one or two guys, if not more, showing up in their jersey, ready to rock and roll. Uh, Seth, I'm sure you've played against a few opponents, right? That oh, are yeah. I've, I've played against a bunch of you guys. In fact, I, I know I know Raymond. I was at the store he was at when he started this. So um, he was he was always trying to build a community there and he clearly tried to build it in, in the army. So I'm glad to see that that organization that he started um, continued and, and, and kind of blossomed under you, Red. Um, uh, and I, I, I've known you well before the esports team as well. So um, yeah. I, I knew it was in good hands with you guys. So, Red, did he reach out to you because of, I mean, I, as, are you the highest military rank guy in the Army esports group and therefore you lead it? Or there's a, is there like a, a five-star general that is taking orders from you that plays 40K? I, I don't know. Sorry, I'm so naive. You're going to play guard. So in this whole community approach and how we're going about it, my position does not necessarily have relatively anything to do with my rank. Okay. Cool. Um, it, it, my, my, there are people, and, and so again, I'm very focused on the game specifically yeah. for our team, right? There yeah. are operations folks, and there's a whole infrastructure of amazing people uh, in U.S. Army recruiting that, you know, that, that rank hierarchy and everything plays out. There are multiple games. There's Apex Legends, Halo, Counter Strike. I mean, you go down the list. Yeah. Smash Brothers. I mean, it just adds. Smash Brothers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, mean, I didn't know that was again, It's it's a community aspect, right? There is some competitive parts to it because that's what makes games fun in certain regards. Uh, but that's that's there's a whole slew of people that are behind this esports effort, and we're just just the tabletop wargaming 40k people, right? And so, but with that, there's 60 of us. We're spread out all over. Um, there is a main academy and then there's the community reserve teams. And so we're all over the place. And that's where we make sure that we've got a presence at all the events. It was more important rather than four or five people trying to get around to all of the individual events, recognizing that there's so many people that just want to be part of the community that want to be able to represent the army because they're proud of it. And they want to be able to demonstrate to everybody that, that we are part of the team as a whole, right? We're part of, of every, everybody else being able to play there. And so giving everybody the opportunity to go out and do that was, uh, I think, one of the best awesome things we could do with our direction, how we approach this. And so I, as a team manager, I try to, to, to do this kind of effort where we're just bringing awareness to the community and then tying them in. And then I have an awesome staff of volunteers. They're all in the Army, but I'm not – I'm not in command of them. I don't, you know, they, they all work. Uh, and we do have some civilians too. We have no. civilians that some people have, have, they just want to support the team. They're actually not or have not served. And so we're, the community is open and broad to people, whether they were Army, Navy, Air Force, whatever. We're really opening the doors as far as just trying to bring people on the team cool. and get them involved and making sure that we're getting out there and, and making the community better. And so, with that direction, we have really enjoyed the the ability to engage and, and communicate across the board. I mean, the opportunity to hang out with someone you've never met before for three hours playing Warhammer 40K is an awesome opportunity and something that I would never pass up. And I look forward to it every single time I get to an event. And then to be able to see someone you know like yourselves at these events time and time again, it's just an awesome call back to this community effort that we're, we're doing. And so... I'm really appreciative of the Army giving us this opportunity. And, and we've got some other things that we're really trying to do. I mean, you know, we were there at the Las Vegas team tournament last year. We plan on sending a team again this year. Uh, we've uh, we've got a widespread for LVO where we're sending at least six of us to the 30K narrative. Uh, and then some to the 40K competition, some to Age of Sigmar. Um, we're really just trying to get out there and, and make sure that yeah. we've got that representation. Well, I love it. I love it, Red. Um, as you know, and as probably the world knows, the Lone Star Open is happening in next month in July. That is our military appreciation event. And there's going to be an expo game on Friday night. And Red, you are you know, going to battle there uh, on, on camera, representing the Army esports team. Um, throw down the gauntlet, man. Who do you think, uh, who do you want to challenge? Bring anyone you want. Bring them on. 
Oh, man, I cannot wait. I'll admit, and I won't say names of the first. I've extended the challenge to a good friend of mine who's in the Air Force. All right. Because uh, I, I think I, I, I've not had the opportunity of playing against him yet. Uh, he's an amazing player, was on the, uh, the the Air Force gaming team. And so I'm I'm really excited to see the Air Force gaming team coming back. I'm hoping that if he can't, that there's someone out there from one of the other services that would uh, – <laughs> Love to throw down against. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've just finished remaking my red butchers for the next event. There we go. So the challenge has been stated. The Army Esports team leader, Red Powell, wants to take on one of their branches, ideally Air Force, but we'll take who, anyone. Who is willing <laughs> to accept this challenge? Who's That's willing to question. accept this challenge? Uh, Seth, we should probably hop into. Do we have any uh, questions from the audience that we need to address right now? Uh, is, is Red teaching classes at the War College? <laughs> no, 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 no. I So, I mean, to that point, I actually was very fortunate. The last couple of years I've been in what they call professional military education. Uh, I was at Fort Leavenworth, um, where, where our, our major school is, right, at CGSC. Uh, and I actually got – I was fortunate to come out of that. I got a degree with a focus on wargaming, which was an awesome experience. I actually got to use my time at LVO that year um, as part of my kind of field work as what I was all right, doing. All right, time out. Are you telling me that you got to count LVO as classwork? That's right. That's oh my right. God, I got to join the army. That yeah, is amazing. We're all uh, in the wrong. The next question is, I got to use wargaming as part of my methodology for the approach for my thesis. So um, opportunities abound. I had a, I've had a great time. Chad, Chad has one more burning question before we move on. Uh, how much real life is in the movie Stripes? <laughs> I mean, um, give us a percentage. Percentage? Yeah. Uh, so, first thing is in every army story, there's at least 10% truth. So, we can start there, right? That's a standard. Um, have I seen people dance in formation? Yes. Have I seen people use military vehicles that look weirdly like Winnebago's? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think that, right. that probably answers enough questions in that. <laughs> um, why don't we, uh, Red, if you're cool, I, we'd love to have you stay on while we run into the competitive uh, yeah. segment here. Are you, are yeah. you good sticking around? Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Thank great, you. Great. All right. so you want to jump into some of the updates regarding yeah, all these? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you might have noticed, guys, that uh, GW released new points today. New points for all the factions, free. Um, the, the folks were immediately pouring through them this morning. Um, I pulled out some highlights for you. Now, Nids, uh, Nids were kind of the dominant okay. boogeyman of the meta. And um, I think the best way to describe it is uh, they were kicked in the biomass. <laughs> kicked in the biomass. Yeah. Uh, the, the Maliceptor went up a, a whopping 50 points. Um, harpies, which we were seeing a lot of double harpy lists. Uh, the harpy itself went up 15 points and each of its venom cannons went up 10 points. So that's like a 35 point increase for that guy in that loadout. Um, we were seeing a lot of like double tyrant lists, you know, those went up 20 points, seeing a lot of warrior and ravenger spam. Those all went up five points, uh, pyrovores went up five points. So just a lot of points increases across the board, um, which will hopefully between that and the, the, uh, FAQ nerfs for them, hopefully balance that faction out a little bit more. And then Tau. I know everyone loves the Tau, and everyone was excited to see Tau dominance. Um, they increased points on crisis suits, a number of their weapon systems, ethereals, commanders, and drones. So, Kicker, you know how I was running a list with like 18 crisis suits? And yeah, like yeah, you were one of those 18 dirty Tau players. Drones. Yeah. You want to know how much my list went up by? Uh, let's go with like 280, 300. Red, 300. Red, do you have a guess? Tau, man, I know they got hit hard. I'm going to say upwards. Let's say above. What did you say, Kicker? Two eighty. Three hundred. I'm going to go three hundred. Going with three hundred. All right. Well, I don't want to bust under, so I'll say three fifty. All right. My list went up four hundred and forty points. Oh, ouch. <laughs> just like oh, so. Man. What if you just had twenty five percent less army? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, Oh, so wow. sisters, Necrons, and Marines all saw pretty significant point drops. With sisters and Necrons definitely seeing the biggest drops. Um, Marine drops were kind of small across the board, but 
overall Marines have been doing better with the Armor of Contempt. So that's been interesting. Sure. Um, orcs and Admech also saw minor points drops. Most of the orc points drops were just kind of reverting to previous points. Um, Eldar and Custodes saw some minor points increases. The, the Eldar points increases weren't too severe. Um, there's been a lot of rumbling that the stuff that was really good in Eldar for the Hail of Doom list uh, didn't get hit really hard. But GW threw in today in the points article that there is a balanced data sheet coming tomorrow. So, <laughs> so I very much expect to see uh, Hail of Doom getting some sort of adjustment tomorrow. I would not be surprised to see if they turned it from sixes to hit auto wound and count as a six to wound to just sixes to hit auto hit wound. Um, and then they're just base AP. Um, so, I think so that we have would be... to accept there's a, there's a whole new world, right? Because not yep. only are there the new points, we have the new missions with the new CP. Yep. The, the new missions are live on Saturday. So, so, so gonna, this week alone, we got new points, new balance data slate, and then the release of the mission book so, so in Seth, like four days. So first, um, are you changing armies? Are you changing factions? Then we'll go to I am returning to the orcs. All right. Uh, it is time to return to the nice. wog. Um, I expect this to be the point that uh, producer Dicky turns me green. Um, if he has <laughs> Don't have do, it's not a bit a good day for the tech stuff. Uh, um, red, you, red, red, what are you thinking about all these changes? No, no, oh, no yeah. so look at you're green. Look at that. Green. You've turned green. <laughs> red, what are you what are you thinking about the point changes? Are, you've got your your chaos there right now you're, that you're working on. Are you going to stick with them or? So I mean, the, I'm not putting the Tanith away by any means. Okay. I'm, Join Tanith. I like the. I'm interested to see what the balanced data slate does. Not like it's going to turn me away from him, right? Like yeah. nothing's going to stop me from playing Tanith. Like you, what do you, you? You can't necessarily. And I don't mean to make this sound too negative, but I can't get worse from years <laughs> ago, right? It's Fair. only going to go up in certain regards. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I am interested in bringing corn, but that's not necessarily because of the points. That's more because of the upcoming codex. And so I'll probably probably play that to the to the side. What if GW made blood pack guard rules? Oh my gosh. So I, I mean, so here's what we're talking about, right? You you mentioned all the different things that are changing. Those are those are really different levers and mechanisms in a wargaming construct that are being adjusted to enable different opportunities. And blood pack, so if you took the Brood Brothers rule archetype, and I know this is wish listing, yeah. so I apologize for going down this oh, route. Oh no, I knew it. I threw it out there. Brood Brothers from how Gene Steeler Colt worked yeah. for guard, and you just put that in with a chaos light. Problems. Of, I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. There, there's, yeah. there's a way to transplant that over, um, and and you know, I'm not, I, I'll put this out on as many platforms. GW, you can do it. I know you can. They can do it. Um, uh, you could sell. The, you could sell the, a minuscule upgrade kit with some chaos <laughs> icons and some spikes to slap on your Lehman Rust tank. And a sixty dollar codex, and you're good to go. Boom. Right. Well, and so with thematics, I've looked at possibly taking, I mean, I, I admit I have over 200 cultists, oh, renegade guard. Uh, I've been gathering all of those cool renegade guard that just came out in the kill team that were also in the uh, Blackstone Fortress. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a mountain of them that I need to probably start painting. But I have considered using white shield rules. For, I know this is extremely heretical, but using Cadian white shield rules. Uh, yeah. run mobs of guard and then run them as if they look like renegade yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sounds like uh, a, a way to get after it in the meantime while i wait for gw to make that that simple make, make that dream come true all right <laughs> that's right well let's get into our itc recap for the week uh if we can pull that one up there Tech oh, geez, please don't just he's singing in the background that's never a good sign folks that's never a good sign <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're uh, there. We go. There, there we, we go. go. All right. So number one uh, this week on the ITC 40k competitive track is Vic VJ. Number two, Manny Chima. Number three, David Gaylord. Number four, Ennis Wilson. And number five, uh, Thomas Ogden. Yes. Now, the astute uh, viewer will note that the top four are all European. Um, so I am I'm here to plead for advice from from Red Pal as to how our U.S. brethren can climb this mountain because we're like. <laughs> We're in, we're getting towards the end of June. We're almost yeah, halfway through the ITC season. I can't make excuses for the U.S. anymore. I mean, but you just said it. We're only halfway through the season. There's a lot ahead of us. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of things that could still happen. By the way, I mean, you see it. It's only six of six, right? Yeah. yeah. There's more than enough games that you could score out rock out. All credit to our folks in Europe and for, for topping the charts 
but the season's still young. And I've always said that. I've always enjoyed watching the season develop. We're, we're waiting for our dramatic entrance. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, not necessarily, but I mean, it, it does seem to happen when they when they all come home. I mean, you, you know, season finale is next January, right? Yeah. 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 Has a European won? I don't know that a European has won the ITC. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, I, I mean, it might be their year. This could be their year. This could be it. They have some amazing events going on. I mean, or they could they could pull a Patriots and like lose their perfect season to the New York Giants. <laughs> I mean, things happen. Things happen clearly. Yeah. I mean, all right. Uh, moving on to the hobby track. Our number one this week is Jacob Thayer, kicker. Did you know that it's Jacob's birthday? Oh, hey, happy birthday, Jacob. Yeah, happy I do birthday. I do know. I posted on his uh, Facebook Kicking page. butt in the hobby and in life. Uh, number yes. two, Kevin McCormick. <laughs> number three, Jamie Pirazzolo. Number four, Linton Rowan. And number five, Dean Pritchard. Hopping on down to the AOS competitive track, our number one is Thomas Guan. Number two is Gavin Krygar. Number three is Anthony Trentinelli. Number four, Alexander Gonzalez, because he still hasn't changed that. Number five is John Anderson. John, and, John did really good at ACO, and uh, we, we sent him his credit for his his winning. I don't think he I think he came in second for oh, John Ren person, but but he's like, wait, I, I get credit for winning. I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, this is a big 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 frontline gaming event. You know, happy to, to to help you out. So you got a cool trophy and credit. So, so yeah. All right, and then five. Finally, sliding on over to the AOS hobby track, our number one is Robert Snyder, number two, Carl Rohr, number three, Matt Abbott, number four, Evan Markham, and number five, Matt Beasley. Uh, and that is it for our, our competitive uh, recap of the week. Uh, chat, get your questions in there if you got any for Kicker, myself, or the lovely Red Can, can I? Can I, yeah. can I be controversial here, maybe? I don't All know. Right, right. A red mentioned that he might not be playing 40K come LVO, that I believe he has a ticket for another game system. Do you want to talk about that decision? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. So so I'm pretty hyped about the release. I mean, I have a 30K army. Yeah, I yeah. Have, I mean, that's what I have a ticket for. It's yeah, definitely Ultramarines, right? <laughs> no, no. What, 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 it's the K, uh, the Blood Guys, Corn, uh, right? No, no, it's not. I like... I like the fully matured 40k corn yeah. berserkers. Oh, okay. I'm not a fan of, of the, the white and blue look as much. It, it does make a cool contrast because you can actually see the blood on the white and blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can understand how they got to red. Yeah. Uh, but that is not my army of choice. Actually, I, for 30k, I play Iron Warriors. Ooh. I have not determined if I'm going to play. And this goes back to the army theme, right? Uh, the deliberate siege warfare the line-by-line line trench warfare yeah, that they yeah. get stuck in and they, they just, to the bitter end, right? Um, and there's something about that whole approach that I really appreciated. The, the use of artillery and locking things down and that kind of deal. I, I really appreciated their their kind of flavor aesthetic approach. Your, your, their cool. tactics. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, I Again, I have a full armor complement. I, I, I have a Mastodon. I have oh, nice. three Fire Raptors. I have... I mean, I, it's all there, man. Uh, I'm extremely excited to play some 30K, uh, where that goes. Now, admittedly, with the new rules and everything, I've not determined if I'm going to be a loyalist or a traitor yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really interested yeah. to see how that So you're goes. playing Dark Angels is what you're saying. <laughs> no. I couldn't, I couldn't help with Dark Angels fans. I had to take the shot. You had to. You had to. Um, yeah. Picker, there are some questions in chat as to do we know what the LVO dice are going to look like yet? Ooh, the LVO dice. Uh, I, I'm actually working the on the question. Them. Is is it going to be the Necron Elvis or the LVO 2023 symbol? If I can get the Necron Elvis, um, I guess simplistic enough to still look like that on the dice, I will. Otherwise, I have to stick with the, the font based uh, logo because that obviously works. Um, the big question is: Should we do? green dice with black lettering like we did or do black dice with green lettering whoa um you know i so. kind of i kind of like the idea of 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 uh black with a, a really bright lettering yeah i mean i think it'd be kind of cool because we we frontline gaming we're fortunate if we make these dice like they're totally custom made a lot of off the shelf you know custom dice that are really just catalog yeah. dice where you you know you don't have these options we can choose the colors of the logo and the pips and all that so we can do a black dice with neon green that yeah. pantone color I, I like that. i think it'll pop yeah, I think yeah, that's kind of what and I'm it might help if you. It might help a more complex logo if you're doing something. And, like and that. hey, hey we, we have we have red here. We have you here, Seth. We have our chat, guys. Do you like the squared off edge dice that we did them for Atlantic City Open, or do you like the more round? Uh, I guess we can call them yeah, chest way in chat. I I personally prefer yeah. the squared off edge dice myself. Yeah, me too. Um, the rounded ones 
um, I don't know. They just don't seem to roll as there, well. So it's cheaper to make the rounded ones. That's why they're yeah. more common. But the, the square red, ones, I think. Red, you've got some red. dice there. What do you what, think? What's red got there? Uh, yeah, I mean, these are my, my special Ooh, yeah. go with me for the, the trip but the, uh, you know i was and i mean i've got some of the the the, uh, the newer ones that you're talking about I, you know i kind of all my dice are like the chessex dice yeah, so i got yeah, very common yeah. probably will go with that for collective no cool, um, cool, those, cool. Those squared off ones kind of stand out a little more which yeah. may be a thing to go for, right? But I do like it all being the same, I guess. So. Well, you can pre-order the LVO dice this year. We didn't really do it last year. So you can pre-order them this year. We'll be putting and the order I in. would strongly recommend doing that. If yeah, you're, you're not going to get them at the event. And you get a nice set of 12 in a case and everything. Yeah, so. and I imagine you guys aren't going to produce, you know, boatloads extra beyond. No, no, no. We're going to have, if you're a high, ro- so don't pre-order if you've got a high roller package because they're in the high roller package, but everyone else. Unless you want more. Unless you want more. I mean, if you want 24 dice, go for it, man. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Picker, I'm an orc player. 24 dice is like half a not, squad. Not enough. Yeah. Oh, wait. This yeah. is a really good question for Red, too. What's the strategic, I guess, what's the best number of dice for a, for a, you know, a military strategist such as yourself? Is there is there a number you go with? What is the it's optimal the number? Well, <laughs> what's I mean, the magic number? Mass is a principle of war, right? Yeah, right. There I think in all war games, all of them, it's always agreed that the more dice you roll, the better. <laughs> There we go. That's the answer. Just more. That's more is better. Always more. More Mass is better. Is its own, own thing. <laughs> Weight of dice. That's right. Do, do we have anyone else, in, uh, Seth, uh, you know, with really, really important questions we have to uh, and they're Just weighing in on there's. It seems to be kind of equally split between the rounded and the the uh, the squared, you know, yeah. so. That's maybe, really maybe you'll have to do a community poll on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah, join the uh, Frontline Gaming community group if you're not already. I'll put a poll out there, and then we will make our dice based off of whatever wins. Uh, sweet guys. Well, Red, we really want to thank you for coming on tonight. I mean, you know, we really appreciate it. I know that you are a very, very busy human being. Um, please tell people where they can find you when you're not on our show or you're not running uh, the esports team. Yeah, know. absolutely. So, um, you know, you can hear me regularly. Uh, unless I get caught up with work somehow on Forge the Narrative podcast. Uh, also, uh, we have a Discord. We have a, a U.S. Army esports Discord uh, that if anybody wants to reach out on, to me on Facebook, I'm glad to share and glad to bring people in if they're interested in participating in the community. Are, are you still and adding people to your team out of curiosity? We should probably yeah, like – Absolutely. We're continuing to expand the community. We are not – our community is not capped. It's just a matter of understanding that we're, we're all volunteers. Cool. And so you are volunteering – uh, it's an at-large team, so if you are in the Army and you're currently serving or if you're doing whatever, it's really about where you're at and building the community up from there. And then we come to events, and it's always awesome because I talk to people. There's all sorts of people. I know them almost purely by their Discord names, and then I meet them, and they're wearing the same jersey uh, at events, and we're all part of the same team, and I get to you know get to know them and, and find out who they are. And so there's that, and we're always taking more people to build this community and, and make it better. So there's that. Uh, Black and Gold Wargaming on Facebook is our, our, our informal community page that we use. So for anybody that's interested, Black and Gold Wargaming. Those are the Army colors, by the way. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. All right. Also the Saints colors, but yeah, we can, we can go with the Army well, colors. The Army. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, thank you uh, so much for joining us, everyone. Uh, any final thoughts for the evening, boys? No, guys, we're just excited. More events, more events. And as Red had said earlier, you can still have your chance to, to win the ITC. We still have half a year left. So. Yeah, so don't count yourself out, Americans. We believe in you. <laughs> Take down those dirty Europeans. Uh, yes, I'm I not, said it. No, I, don't, I don't condone that, Seth. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, I said it. I, I have made my position clear. Uh, <laughs> USA. <laughs> Keep it here. Um, uh, all right. Take Sorry, uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys. Bye. <laughs>